Hi, and welcome back to From Tits to Toes. I am Dr. Michaela Rush, an OBGYN. And I am Dr. Ann Sharkey, a podiatrist. And welcome to the show. Yes, welcome everyone. All right. right. So, So we'll rewind to last week we were talking about mrs doubtfire the movie right so we've got to follow up on it because then we said oh we've got to get the kids to watch it so we totally watched it (laughs) (laughs) so we totally watched it i had the kids watch it last week and so of course they'd hate it when i pick the movie right so i tell them all i'm like hey i'm gonna pick it tonight they're like no we don't want i'm like yes trust me every single time you say this I pick a movie and I say, you're going to love it. And they all like whine and moan and me, me, and oh, we don't want to. And I'm like, just watch it. And then they all love it they in the end. It. So yeah, okay. it was the same situation where I said, let's watch it. No, no, no. We don't want to watch it. This is boring. Uh, uh. You know, and then I had to like force them to sit through the first bit of it. And then they were all into it, of course, because mm-hmm. it's a good movie. And then we had to stop it. I think we had to, we got halfway through and then we had to watch it the next night. I think I was gone, but they finished it. Uh, well, they finished it without me because they wanted they to finish wanted it so to bad. It. Yeah. Like, See, I told you, just listen to me next time. Oh, do they have a favorite part? No, I don't know. Okay. I didn't ask him that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just really, I need to go back and watch that movie because I, I mean, I remember it, but I'm sure there's so many parts I've forgotten that, um, was there like a cooking scene or something, right? Where there's the fire in the kitchen. Oh yeah, when her boobs catch on yeah, fire, the boobs. Okay. and I think she can smell like the plastic burning, and she has to like put them out with the lids on her boobs. That's what it was. I'm like, wait, I remember there's a good scene from that. There's a good boob scene. <laughs> you just remember the boob yeah, scene. Exactly, very appropriate for the podcast. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah. So we had- did you ever watch it? Did Did uh, Meredith ever get to watch it this? No, time? we haven't. So it like crossed my mind, but then we had all the Easter festivities going on. That we never yeah. um, we never got to it, but I'll have to put it on my list for this coming weekend. Okay. Yeah, she has to watch it, and then you have to give us the update. Yeah, I will let you know what she thinks about. It. I'm sure she'll think it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we need the we need the weekly puppy update. Okay. So what's going on yes. with the puppy? So puppy Emma is, I think, nine weeks old, and she's gained three pounds since she's lived in our house. So we've owned her for two weeks, and she's gained three pounds, um, and she's getting pretty tall. She, she's a good dog. Um, the Meredith, sorry, the Meredith, the, um, Emma and Charlie relationship is still strained. Charlie's still disgruntled (laughs) that we brought this little puppy into his life. Um, but otherwise she's doing pretty well. We have a few accidents here and there, but it's getting better. And, um, she's sweet. She's such a good dog. So. No. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm curious how it all unfolds. Oh, yeah. We'll keep you posted on the vet appointment this Friday. So we have some vaccinations and some vet stuff. And then starting soon is puppy obedience school. So awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. And so this week was Easter. Yeah. I saw Easter you guys uh, had fun with the, what, how do you say it? Cascarones? Cascarones? Yeah. Yeah. This is another new thing for this Wisconsin girl here. I know. So I guess y'all don't have them way up there, right? Oh, mm-mm. The confetti eggs. Yeah. They're so fun. It was super fun. It was Meredith's first time. We went to um, a party at a friend's. 
Uh, actually, yeah. her mom hosted a party for all these little kids, and it was so fun. But they lined the driveway with the eggs, and the kids cracked them all, and there's confetti everywhere. But luckily, uh, my friend Chrissy had warned me. She's like, okay, it gets everywhere, and it's going to be rainy, and the colors will bleed on your clothes, so don't wear white because it'll stain. So we were very prepared. We all wore black, and um, we were shaking confetti out of our hair all day long yesterday. Oh, my gosh. It's like you keep finding confetti everywhere. There's so the confetti, confetti is in like my shower all in your hair. Morning, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's everywhere. And it's like in your clothes and then it's like down your clothes and everywhere you change. I've had some of my underwear then, somehow. Don't know how. Yeah, I know. You shake it out and you're like, how did I get more in there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, mine just like to run up with a full one with not cracked. like, And they just like to whack you over the head with it. So... So fun. But I live with boys and that's all we do. It was a tradition that I liked and I think we'll keep it. It was a lot of fun. Um, So that was a good one. I enjoyed that. Yeah, the kids love that one. So we always do that one. They liked this time they got to play with their cousin with it and they hadn't ever done that with their cousin before. So yeah. How old is their cousin? He's about to be four. Oh, that's a good age too. I'm sure he had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. They got to show him how to mm-hmm. crack all the eggs, confetti eggs over everybody's head and throw them around and yeah. throw them at people. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, three boys. That would have to be a fun, fun little ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So I guess we do have one question in. So we had a question in that said, what would you do if you weren't in your current career? Oh, all right. All right, Anne, tell me, what would you do? Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So if I wasn't in podiatry, I've always said I really like cardiology, but if I was not even in medicine, I think I'd be a photographer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Photography is really fun. I do like my photography. I I like the act of photography. It gives me palpitations to think about hiring clients and their expectations. Like, I don't know how wedding photographers do it. The stress of like getting perfect shots on those events. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do photography like that. As you just said, that would be too stressful. I like photography on its own, like as an art form, but I don't think I could be like a photographer for other people. I don't know. That would be hard. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't do that. But I mean, it seems fun. Yeah. And like, I have this romantic association with it, but oh well. Yeah. I like to play around with photography and I love taking pictures and I love the different angles and I love playing with it. But I, yeah, no, yeah. I couldn't do that as All a right. profession probably. Then and about- then mine, mine would probably be if I was not a doctor, I would probably, I would probably, I want to be a travel blogger. I just want to travel around. So fun. (laughs) Oh, and eat all the food. I just want to travel around and tell people about it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I just want to tell people about my travels and. What, travel blogger or food blogger? Like food blogger. Ooh, both. Yeah. Food blogger would be pretty good too. That would be good too. But that would be traveling and eating. Dessert food blogger. That's all I'm interested (laughs) in. Very specific. I know. Yeah. Well, I would have to eat while I'm traveling. So it would kind of all go hand in hand. And I could just tell people what I eat and what I think about it, uh, which I, I'm probably be a terrible food blogger only because I can't eat anything spicy and I don't eat a ton of seafood. I have, I can do some, but not a lot. Okay. So I feel like I'm pretty limited on what I could eat and I can, I wouldn't be able to definitely not a food blogger or like okay. to try everything up, but I do yeah. like to try a lot of things especially those like pre-made menus where oh, you prefix, just yeah so fun. yeah the, the prefixed ones where you have like 12 courses yeah. and they just bring it out I love to try things for the chef but tasting I just, menus where they create all their mm-hmm. bad things those are awesome 
Oh, those are amazing. I just can't do spicy and then some seafoods. Okay. So I would be I very would. limited and I don't think I would be so, able to be a So good. tell me what the seafood, for me, it's texture. Like I don't like, um, I think lobster and scallops are squeaky. <laughs> I was like, I can't eat like the spongy squeaky ones. Yeah. I don't know. It's not necessarily the texture. I think it's it's the flavor, honestly. It's okay. this weird seafoody flavor and it makes like me nauseated. Tastes like the ocean. It's yeah, it makes me nauseated. It's gross. Thinking about it. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No. I and the crystal never let me forget the time we were at a super fancy Michelin restaurant in France, and we had a prefixed menu. And I was feeling very adventurous, and we did the seafood one. And you can only you have to do the same as your okay. The, the, your person, your table has to all be the same. So the two of us had to choose the same kind of tasting menu, or, you know, variety, I guess. Sure. Anyway, we chose seafood, which was a poor choice on my end, but. So Chris got um, to eat a lot of food, is what you're saying? Well, no, we left. It was that, it was so bad I had to leave. Oh, I was no. so nauseated, and I kept having to go outside to get some air, and I felt so sick that we made it through halfway through, and they were so offended oh. um, <laughs> because these Americans were here telling them their food wasn't good, right? So they were blaming me, saying I told them I wasn't allergic to anything, and I said, "Well, I'm not allergic to anything. I I just don't like it." Like. They were, it was bad. They were so offended and they, yeah, they're basically almost kicking us out at that point. But, um, we only, we had to pay for the full tasting and full meal, but we only got about halfway through. Right. Oh, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever let me live that down. Yeah. At least you tried. So I'm, I tried. You did. You gave it a, an effort. (laughs) Oh man. It was so bad. I just, it felt so good to go outside and it was cold or air. Oh, felt so much better to get out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we need to just leave. We need to just leave. And we just left. Yeah, it was bad. All right. Well, no seafood for you. So we'll stick with travel blogging and not food blogging. Yeah, more more travel than food. I would just travel and then, I guess, talk about whatever food I ate, which I chose. Yeah, there you go. That works. (laughs) All right. Well, everyone, this week is a great episode. And (laughs) we are going to be talking all about condoms. Everything that you thought you knew, but you never really did know about condoms, Dr. Rush is going to fill us in on all the details. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people didn't think we could actually make a whole episode out of condoms, but lo and behold, we did. We chatted for quite some time about condoms, so without any further ado, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right, so I've got an episode all about condoms, 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 (laughs) and more condoms. Everything you've ever wanted to know about condoms and probably didn't want to know about condoms. And you probably thought there can't be enough stuff to talk about about condoms, not long enough for an episode, but oh, I'm wrong. wrong. Okay. You would be wrong. We we have a ton of stuff we can actually talk about. Uh, Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So in, in opposite to douching, it's condoms just do it. Yeah, just use them. Yes, <laughs> do it every time if you need it. Like if you, yeah, if yeah, you, if you need them. Yeah, obviously, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so yes, we're gonna talk about condoms. We're gonna talk about pros and cons and lube and how to use them properly, how to put them on, everything. So, All right. Yeah. Since this is also for our male population, they can. Uh, I think they were here. feeling a little left out. Yeah. So we so, needed to rope in the men. Yeah, we're gonna give them their own episode. Well, and it's good for females too. Girls need to know this Correct. as well because. 
you know, obviously the girls need to make sure that their men have them. So yeah, it's a little bit for everybody. They have a female so. condom as well. There is a female. I'm going to talk about. Okay. That. Yes. All right. It, so most of it's going to be about the male condoms, but I am going to touch on the female condoms at the very, very end. Okay. Um, they are not as popular, and but you know, it, we will touch on it. Well, let's dive in. Let's do it. All right. So male condoms. Obviously, it's dependent on each act of intercourse, right? Um, but it doesn't interfere with infertility so which is why a lot of people like it that it's non-hormonal and it doesn't interfere with their fertility so they can use it on demand Mm -hmm. um and so it can reduce the risk of pregnancy and stis so that's the biggest thing um really it's all about proper education and counseling about them and making sure everyone knows how to use them so types of condoms so they come in a variety of shapes, sizes, colors, thicknesses, with or without lubricants or spermicides, with or without reservoir tips or nipple ends. Um, they can be straight-sided, tapered to the end. They can be textured, like ribbed or smooth, solid-colored or transparent, <laughs> odorless, scented, or flavored. Okay. So we, we have a variety sure. out there. Yeah. Do they have different materials? Were they pre- Are they made of latex? Yes, we're going to talk. Well, not all of them, which we're yeah. going to talk about okay. the materials. Okay, be yeah. curious, yeah. You, you're like diving I'm in. I'm diving in. Well, you know, and the only me. thing that's in my head right now <laughs> is the Friends episode where um, Jennifer Anderson's character found out she was pregnant and Ross was like <laughs> holding the condom package and he's like, but wait. And yes. yeah, so yep. that's just in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, and I also found numbers of the sizes. though. So most are approximately seven inches long, two inches wide. And up to 0.003 inches thick or 0.08 millimeters thick. Okay. Yeah, just a fun fact there for we everyone. Go. So if you're more than seven inches, then maybe find a, a different one. brand. Yeah. Right. Size. Well, yeah. Larger size, so. like the Magnums or something. So so the main thing with this one, and most people know for material, there's three different types. There are latex or rubber ones. There are natural membrane ones and synthetic material ones. I'm scared so. to ask what a natural membrane means. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that Okay. One. Well, lambskin. So you know lambskin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm thinking of like cat gut suture and I'm like, oh. Mm, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. We will kind of, well, yeah, I'll, I'll kind of talk right. about it. I wasn't going to go into as much detail, but because you asked, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I need to know. You need to, we all need to know. So latex condoms, we'll talk about that one first. So those are about 80% of the male condoms in the U.S. are manufactured from latex. So those mm-hmm. are the most popular ones, and that's what most people are used to. They're usually less expensive than the other ones, and so that's probably the most popular. They also provide protection from pregnancy and STIs, which not all of them do okay. both. The main setback to a latex condom is anybody who has a latex allergy or sensitivity. Yeah. So it's just not compatible with those patients who have allergy sensitivities, Mm -hmm. allergies or sensitivities to latex condoms or latex products. And it's not compatible with oil-based lubricants or medications. And we're going to talk about that later in this episode. Sure. But um, we'll talk about some lube and medication stuff that you should avoid with that. So natural membrane, the one that you're asking about. (laughs) All right, so it's only, it's maybe less than 5% of the condoms made, um, and so it's the least popular, Sure. however, but it is what we call natural skin. The, the different words or um, nicknames for them are natural skin, natural membrane, or lamb skin condoms. Okay. Um, it is the intestinal cecum Ooh. of a lamb. 
Do you have to keep it refrigerated? No, I don't think so. No, not that I've known. Okay. Yeah. And not in any research have I seen yeah, anything I, about refrigeration, just, but that's a good question. Yeah. No, no, you do not. Okay. But, um, oh so my yeah. goodness. <laughs> While any type of lubricant can be used, the natural membrane ones or the lambskin condoms contain small pores that may permit passages okay. of certain viruses. Sure. So it, which the mainly the small ones are going to be hepatitis B, herpes simplex and HIV. Okay. So that's a no, no. If you're going to, mm-hmm. if you're trying to really prevent STIs, then yeah. that's obviously not a good one. We did not see those at the sex store. We should look next time. We should look next time. I was like, I don't know We're if I even looked for We're going to have to ask our friend there. Like, excuse me, do you have... I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Now I want to see it. Yeah. When I would just got to... We should just go get one and like, yeah. open it up and... Yeah. We'll have to We're going to We'll have do an to. Instagram on yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to get a video. I didn't even think about that. But, but yeah, I'm like, get one. we need to see this. I just need to see this. Yeah. We'll have to okay. get one. Okay. Okay. That's, a, that's on Field our trip. to-do list. Yeah. Field trip. Okay. We'll go find some condoms. So the other category is going to be synthetic. So it's usually polyurethane or polyisoprene. So they make up about 15% um, of the condoms. So when you're looking at the total, they're okay. so second most popular. Um, they're generally non-allergenic. They're compatible with both oil-based and water-based lubricants, and they have a longer shelf life. Okay. So they're great for those who have the allergy to latex mm-hmm. condoms or just don't like latex condoms yeah. for whatever reason. Um, but their effectiveness to... Of the synthetic condoms are about um, to prevent STIs hasn't been really well studied in the past. They generally seem similar to the latex condoms. Okay. Yeah, they're very similar for their failure rate, their um, STI prevention, and pregnancy prevention rates. So, but it's just not as popular. Sure, more expensive to manufacture, probably less Mm -hmm. common around. Yeah. So yeah. So detailed wise, spermicide coated condoms. So some condoms come. Coated with spermicide in there. Externally? Intern- yeah, mostly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be on the outside. Okay. Um, so condoms pre-lubricated with a small amount of the spermicide, usually it's non-oxyl-9 or N9, are no more effective than other lubricated condoms. Okay. So they tend to have a higher cost, a shorter shelf life. They may cause adverse effects in the user. So some females are more sensitive to that mm-hmm. spermicide. So they're more sensitive to that, and they can have reactions to that. So it's just not worth it. And some women have reported higher instances of UTIs from the spermicide on that. So generally, they're just not recommended. So if you don't need to get a spermicide-coated one, it's really not been shown to be beneficial to use I mean, so there's no... Obviously, the only reason I can see is someone thought there was a statistical increase in less pregnancy with Mm -hmm. a condom plus a spermicide. So that just... There's no benefit in terms of that. Not of the specific ones that are coated with it. They haven't shown to be any better. Makes sense. So Mm -hmm. just like an up... What do they call it? An upsell in marketing that's just a ploy. Yeah. Don't do it. And you have to pay more for them. So... And they're shorter shelf life. You can't keep them as long. It's not worth it. Yeah. Just get regular ones. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about how they work. So condoms act as a barrier by preventing the direct contact of the sperm or semen with genital lesions and subclinical viral shedding of the glands in the shaft of the penis. So it also prevents the contact of the penis and vaginal or anal discharges. So um, it just creates that physical barrier. Mm -hmm which we all kind of know, but some people just don't. Right, in case you don't know, <laughs> in now case you, you do. don't, now you know. So it is estimated that about 2% of women will become pregnant during the first year of perfect use. So when you're looking at failure rates, so, two, uh, so 2% is the failure yeah. rate, right? If it's perfect use. So actual use is about 
out of 100 will become pregnant. So 13% failure rate. So okay. that's because of imperfect use, right? So some people just don't know how to use them or it breaks or, you know, they take it off too soon or it slips off or mm-hmm. whatever. So imperfect use. Um, so actual like daily normal imperfect use would be 13% failure rate. All right. So pros and cons to condoms. So advantages and pros to condoms. A lot of people like them because they don't disrupt fertility and it's on demand as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So you don't have to worry about taking hormones or, you know, timing it with anything else. You can just use it on demand. So that's easy and it's efficient for that. Um, They also protect from STIs. They're readily accessible without any sort of exam or prescription Mm -hmm. or special fitting or anything like that. So you can pretty much get them from anywhere, drugstores. Like the vending machine at the gas station. (laughs) I don't know if I trust those. I don't know either. How long have they been in the gas station? Yeah, exactly. You know the ones that are really weird? Like in the outlet mall bathrooms. You're like, now what would I do? (laughs) Why are we in an outlet mall bathroom? I I don't know. Like Very weird, but. Well, yeah, you never know. So it's. Absolutely. They're always good. You know what? They're available if you need them. Exactly. Look at the expiration just date. check the expiration date really <laughs> honestly check the expiration date yeah. that's all i knew but bars and there's mail order services a lot of them are free you can get a lot of sure. areas or a lot of locations have free condoms mm-hmm. just get the free ones too if you need them but they're pretty available i mean that's, right. that's probably one of the biggest pros to those they're inexpensive they're cost effective they're on demand some are free makes it easy it can also be easily and discreetly carried by men or women sure. so they're easy to kind of carry in your purse mm-hmm. or in your wallet or wherever you need them. There's minimal side effects to them unless you have a latex, a true latex allergy. Yeah. That's pretty much the only side effect to the latex condoms, but, or a spermicidal, mm-hmm. you know, sensitivity. Yeah. And then some, one of the pros listed is actually some, for some men, condom use may actually help prevent premature ejaculation. So some okay. use it actually for that so that they don't finish too soon. Yeah. So that could be a pro. <laughs> but then you go on to the cons. So, you know, kind of mirroring that, the cons to it, obviously the latex allergy is probably the biggest con to the uh, I mean, I latex can't imagine. Allergy. I've seen some terrible reactions to latex allergies. And mm-hmm. some, you know, a lot of people don't find it out until they have had that contact. So. Yeah goodness yeah now that's a bad place to get an uh-huh. allergy i was just like "Ooh, that's not a fun area to have an no. allergic reaction no so mm-hmm. but at least there's alternative options right for those once patients. you know mm-hmm. yes so cons or disadvantages to condoms pretty much you have to have a partner that's cooperative yeah. so if you're if the guy's not going to put it on it's not going to be useful so mm-hmm. you kind of have to have that discussion ahead of time and make sure everyone's on board with the same plan um, it can cause reduced sensitivity Foreplay is usually sometimes interrupted by doing it, but there are ways to try and, you know, introduce it into or uh, integrate it into your foreplay activity. Okay. So um, I know some people complain about it because they have to just stop everything and try to put it on and then they have to get back to it. But, um, you know, sometimes there's a way to, you know, integrate it into the foreplay sure. so that it doesn't do that. Um, and then some men just can't consistently maintain an erection while wearing a condom. So they just don't like them. Mm-hmm. So they don't want to wear them. Um, some feel embarrassed or uncomfortable by obtaining them or suggesting them, but I say get over it. Like, yeah, you know, that's just silly and dumb. So condoms are everywhere. Everyone knows about it. Everyone uses them. Just mm-hmm. just use them. And then some people find uh, difficulty getting a proper fit. So okay. it, some guys just really have a hard time uh, getting it to fit properly or it may decrease their satisfaction or in, they might have a problem such as uh, slippage or breakage. So mm-hmm. if it doesn't fit properly, it's not going to work properly. Sure, so yeah. you just got to make sure it fits mm-hmm. 
correctly. So STI prevention. It does protect from STIs, which it isn't necessarily just used for birth control, right? Mm -hmm. We use it a lot of times for prevention of STIs, for even people who are already on other birth controls, like hormonal birth controls, like birth control pills or an IUD or something like that. If you need the protection for STIs, then that's perfect. So some people use it, even married couples will use Mm -hmm. it in conjunction with other forms of birth control just for the prevention of STIs. Mm -hmm. So it's great for that in general because it's so good at protecting from it. Sure. Yeah. Normal birth control alone can't protect you against uh, sexually transmitted infection. And it greatly reduces the risks of uh, transmitting or spreading gonorrhea, chlamydia, trichomoniasis, Hepatitis B infection, HIV, all of it. So get yourself some condoms. Get yourself some condoms. Yes. <laughs> you do not want to find yourself at the doctor's <laughs> office getting one of those diagnoses. Right, no. Mm. Well, and it does mo- It does prevent most of them. However, there are a few mu- mucosal type okay. ones that it doesn't prevent yeah. because it only covers a certain part of sure. the penis. So. so like genital warts really, do the, I mean, is that covered against them or? No. I so yeah, so it depends. It- if there's an exposed area of the skin, so certain things things like that's are, that are on the skin that are mm-hmm. passed through the skin or mucosal sure. surfaces such as herpes or herpes simplex virus uh, syphilis chancroids or hpv okay. so hpv is there's different strains of it which well, we won't get like into that detail right now strains oh my it. gosh yes. yeah <laughs> but yes genital warts mm-hmm. a few strains cause genital warts and yeah. so any skin to skin contact can still spread those okay. and pass those so it doesn't protect from every sti but it does protect from a large sure. proportion of them yes now the latex sensitivity and allergy i was going to touch on this um, but how do you know if you have a latex yeah. sensitivity or allergy so The most common symptoms patients experience will be like irritation or just allergic contact dermatitis, or some will have full anaphylactic symptoms. So it is estimated that one to 6% of the U.S. population is allergic to latex. That's a good chunk. That's a good chunk. That's a pretty good chunk, right? Um, But it is higher in certain groups, such as healthcare workers and patients who have Mm -hmm. repeated exposure to latex-containing medical devices, such as just gloves in general, um, catheters, you know, um, masks, mm-hmm. things like that. So anything that has latex in it, the more exposure you have, the more sure. chance you might have later of developing mm-hmm. a latex allergy or sensitivity. Okay. So, um, those who do have it, um, or if you think you have a potential allergic reaction, um, if you have itching rash or wheezing after wearing latex gloves or inflating a balloon. So you may yeah. not even mm-hmm. use gloves, but if you're blowing up a balloon and you start getting a weird rash or have weird symptoms yeah. that may be uh, a symptom of it. So you mm-hmm. may have a sensitivity or an allergy to it. Um, and, you, and it could be a suspected latex allergy. Now the key is to get it actually tested to make sure because mm-hmm. cutting out latex or having a latex allergy is pretty big and we need to know. So There's every even some foods with latex. Yeah. So we, yeah. it's like a, I mean, every healthcare provider needs to know this allergy yeah. and anytime you have surgery, we mm-hmm. need to know. So it's a big allergy that everybody needs to know. Um, so basically you would just want to switch to non-latex condoms until you see an allergist and actually get allergy testing, uh, performed so that you can see if you have a true latex allergy Mm -hmm. or not and what you need to do. So you can take certain precautions protecting yourself and protecting others. So now allergic reactions that occur only after exposure to latex condoms, um, but not exposure to latex containing other products maybe due to brand specific condom things so just because you have one reaction to one latex condom doesn't mean you have 
a full latex allergy. Sure. So it is recommended maybe to try a different brand first to see if you have a similar mm-hmm. reaction or just get allergy tested and get it checked yeah. out. Some people are sensitive to certain brands. So sometimes mm-hmm. it's best to just try a different brand and see. Now let's talk about condom use and effective condom use. So the optimal use for condoms, um, really it's about consistent and correct use, right? So you got to know how to do it. It's got to be used with every time you have intercourse. Mm-hmm. You can't reuse it. Don't reuse it. <laughs> <laughs> That's just gross. <laughs> so single gotta, use. Yeah. Single use only. I mean, it doesn't mean you can't have sex again right away. You totally can just get a new one. Right. Yeah. And then just making sure you know how to use it. So if you're not sure, practice. So practice practice on a banana, practice on a penis, practice on anything. Like anything that's going along is going to... Cucumbers, zucchini. Cucumbers, we can think of a few, I'm yeah. sure. But just practice with it. You've also got to make sure you use it the entire time. So you don't take it off in the middle of the act. You don't wait until the very end and put it on right at the end. You've you got to use it the whole time. That's the mm-hmm. only way it's going to protect from STIs and yeah. pregnancy, right? So don't wait to the end or the middle. <laughs> it's just not right. Now, I found a list of myths around condoms, Ooh. too. These are kind of fun. So <laughs> the myths or inaccurate beliefs, I suppose. Okay. Um, they do not make men sterile, impotent, or weak. I don't know why this is even a myth. Like, wow. Mm, kind of, like, yeah. people think that? It's, okay. Okay. Mm. Um, they do not decrease the men's sex drive. They cannot get lost in a woman's body. I don't know where you think it can go, but it's just in a, if it gets in there, it's just in a vagina that right. can't go anywhere else. So it's not going to get lost in there. It's, it's not, not float up to your lungs. No, You're okay. <laughs> it can't just slip into a cervix and a uterus or anywhere else. So if it comes off in there, it's not going anywhere, but it in her vagina, just get yeah. in there and get it out. So yeah. you can always reach in there and get it out. <laughs> I love it. It can't get lost. Get in there and get it out. <laughs> just get in there and get it out. Reach in there and get it. They do not have holes. So I guess there's this HIV issue with it. So people think there's like secret holes that HIV can pass through and that they're they're laced with HIV or something. I'm like, who has these weird thoughts? I don't know. But apparently these exist because it's on this list. Uh, Some of these are weird. Sure. Um, They do not cause illness in a woman. Exposure to semen or sperm is is also not needed for a woman's good health. I don't know why. Some men are trying some to man convince that up. some man made this up <laughs> to convince a woman that no, I can't. I don't use a condom because you need semen to be in better health. That's oh, ridiculous. Okay. Um, now, and it's unless she's allergic to latex and has an anaphylactic reaction. Right. It's not. You know that that has nothing to do with it. Right. So. Well, that would be dangerous to her. Health, it does not but cause illness. Yeah. Yes. It does not otherwise cause illness, or it's not needed for her health. Sure. Um, and it does not cause illness in men by making sperm quote back up. So, <laughs> this is another one. But it still comes out. Oh like, gosh. it's not backing anything up. So, yeah. it does not do anything in men to, like, back anything up. So, yeah, no, just use them. There's no sperm constipation. There's no sperm constipation. <laughs> There's no blockage. No blockage. <laughs> um, and then, also, I mean, it's not just for unmarried single people. Mm-hmm. Married couples also use it. Um, and it does not cause cancer or cause has cancer containing chemicals or anything on that so i don't know why people would think it would cause cancer but i think Mm. people think anything causes cancer these days so who knows but yeah i think those myths were pretty funny that is i like those now i have a couple of so according to the who the world health organization um in 2005 they made up these five key condom instructions so Hmm. let's go over these instructions on how to use them 
All right. This is from the WHO themselves. (laughs) (laughs) So use a new condom for each act. I know we already talked about that, but I think it needs to be repeating. Mm -hmm. Have a backup condom in case one breaks. Also good. Yes. So like a spare tire. It's like a spare tire, but have a couple. Like who cares? I mean, first, what you may go more than once. 25 cents, right? Yeah, they're pretty cheap. But, you know, one may break. But then what are you going to do? If you Mm -hmm. only have one, like you need backup. Date's over. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Mm, We're done. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta go. Gotta go. Um, And then before any genital contact, place the condom on the tip of the erect penis and with the rolled side out. And that's the key because you have to roll it down. Now, if you you want to roll it down a little bit just to make sure you got it on the right side because sometimes it's hard to tell. Um, but if it's not rolling down really easy, you probably have it inside out. So you need to flip it over and then roll it down the other way. So the rolled edges should be on the outside. And then you unroll the condom all the way down to the base of the erect penis. You want to cover the whole glands in the shaft. Got to cover it all. Now... You probably need adequate, appropriate lubrication, you know, before intercourse. So keeping that in mind, uh, we will talk about lubrication here in a minute, but you can use foreplay. I mean, as long mm-hmm. as you have some sort of lubrication, it can be natural or it could be a lubricant, um, but you just got to keep that in mind because um, it can be a little oh, dry. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you have a backup of that too. Immediately after ejaculation, the key is to hold the rim of the condom and withdraw the penis while it's still erect. That's the key. Don't just pull out and then it gets stuck in there. Yeah, that's that's when they come off and yeah. all that. But you got to make sure you hold it at the base when you pull it out so that it doesn't slip off. So, you know, keys. And <laughs> Condoms 101. Condoms 101, people. <laughs> I know sometimes they go for this in school, but I don't know if they really go into the details. Like as a girl, I don't, I don't know. I mean, right? I don't remember. Well, and it's good for girls to know because right. if their guys, you know, not – Sure, not do it. Or if maybe he's just drunk and he's not doing Someone's it Someone's got to know. Someone's got to know. Yeah. Someone's got to do it. And then the last thing, number five, is throw the condom away safely. Don't flush it down the toilet either. That's oh, not yeah. right. Yeah, no. Throw it away. Don't leave it at your local park. I've seen some no, really weird spots. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's that doing Ew, there? Yeah, don't throw it out the window. Yeah. Don't throw it in the grass. You as a parent when your kid is like, what's that? And you're like, nothing. You're like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Keep walking. <Yeah. laughs> Rubber band. Just throw it away, people. <laughs> Oy. And if the condom does break or fall off or leak or is damaged or not used, you know, then you're going to have a risk of pregnancy or STI mm-hmm. or something like that. So you just got to make sure. Um, now, lubricants. Okay, now we got to lubricants. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have a whole episode on lubricants right. at some point. Um, but we'll kind of go over this a little bit. So there's water-based lubricants, silicone-based lubricants, mm-hmm. and oil-based lubricants in general. Water-based lubricants are going to be like KY, Astroglide, saliva, glycerin, things like Mm -hmm. that. Those are all water-based. Silicone-based lubricants are going to be like Uber Lube. That's my favorite. I recommend that in my office all the time. Doctor's offices. Mm -hmm. Uber Lube's pretty good, but silicone-based is nice. Well, we're going to go over lube another time, but uh, silicone's nice um, because you can use it in the shower or okay. um, a pool or the hot okay. tub or something like that. It's so. safe with condoms. And it's safe with condoms, Got yeah. It. So silicone is. But oil-based lubricants reduce latex condom integrity and may facilitate breakage. Oh. So that's why you okay. cannot use the oil-based. Okay. Now, oil-based, now people are asking, what's oil-based? Um, we're talking about baby oil, some cold creams. I don't know why people are using cold creams down there. But edible what? oils like olive oil, peanut oil, Corn oil, sunflower oh, oil, Lord. canola oil, coconut oil, butter, coconut butter, 
Margarine. That's where my OCD kicks in, and I'm like, who's going to clean up that mess? Oh, well, you know. Oil stains? No, thank you. Well, yeah, you. but I mean, I'm sure, <laughs> well, some people, you know, you get a little crazy. You're going to throw something down. I guess. You know, you're probably yeah. putting something down underneath yeah. it ahead of time, right? I mean, hmm. Cold cream. I'm still stuck on I don't that. know. With like Vicks Vapor Rub or what? Burn. Oh no. It's like no. What else they got? Oh, so whipped cream. Whipped cream is also oh. oil based. So don't use whipped cream. Even you can use it for funny time, like funsies. Yeah. You know, just don't use play. it as a lubricant. Yeah, don't 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 squirt it in oh, there. Gross. Don't use it as a lubricant. <laughs> no. Um, hand and body lotions, massage oil, petroleum jelly, rubbing alcohol, suntan oil, lotions, mineral oil, just basic oil. It has the word oil in it. I think if the people could see my eyes right now, I'm like, who thinks to put these things? Okay. Well, I have a lot of patients that do like to use oils down there because they think they're sure. natural. Okay. Quote, unquote. I'm using air quotes. Yeah. You can't see them in my podcast, but yeah. I'm using air quotes. Um, they think they're more natural. And so, I mean, as long as it works well, if you're not needing, yeah. like if you've been married for 50 years and you're just needing sure. a lubricant, great. If you're not worried about STIs or pregnancy or whatever, um, then yeah, whatever oil is mm-hmm. fine. But if you're using a condom, those oils cannot be used with yeah. latex condoms. Now okay. you can use them with other things. Now I feel like a lot of these might cause a lot of irritation. Yeah. <laughs> so I would probably avoid some of those just for the irritation factor alone down there. For the woman, men probably wouldn't, but for the women, yeah. Yes, I think there's going to be a lot of irritation down there. Um, there's also some vaginal medications and creams that can contain oil. So okay. if a woman was prescribed something vaginally, like for an infection, okay. like a bacterial vaginosis or something like that, certain, um, or a yeast infection mm-hmm. maybe, certain creams and oils can actually have oil, they're oil-based. Okay. Um, some of them are, use mineral oil in their base. Okay. So that can also compromise Caution. a condom. Yeah. So just word to the wise, any girls listening, Make sure you don't use condoms if you're using that, um, or use a don't use latex condoms. Okay. Use other ones. And then when it comes to complications and failure rates of the condoms, I know we kind of briefly touched on it. So about two percent of the time, with perfect use, we have uh, condoms breaking or not mm-hmm. functioning properly. Right. Similar proportion will slip off completely. Now, when it comes to anal sex rate of breakage and slippage might be a little bit higher. Okay. So most of those rates that I quoted were all vaginal sex, but anal intercourse is a little bit different and there's a higher rate of um, slippage okay. and breakage on those. So now with something does slip, break, or whatever it does, something doesn't work, um, emergency contraception wise, plan B's over the counter, you can usually get it, you can get a prescription for it, but you can usually get it over the counter um, at the pharmacies, talk to the pharmacist there. Paragard IUD is also FDA approved as an emergency contraceptive within the first three days after exposure. So if you have an IUD put in within three days, Mm -hmm. really? Wow. Okay. It's technically FDA approved for emergency contraception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have possible HIV or STI exposure with a with a breaking Mm -hmm. condom, so if you have a one night stand and it breaks and you're not sure and you don't know who's exposed to what, Mm -hmm. you need to probably get tested. And then there's also prophylaxis that can be yeah. given for those types of infections just in case. If you get on it right away, they work really well. Mm-hmm. And then also things that do not work um, to help prevent pregnancy. Um, just urinating afterwards, if it breaks, doesn't help. And douching. I think we need to oh, reference yes. our previous episode on douching. Don't do it. It doesn't prevent and pregnancy well, maybe either. Maybe push it up there further. Yeah, it just pushes it up there further. So don't douche either. So none of that prevents pregnancy or washes it out or anything like that. Okay. It doesn't hurt to urinate afterwards. Yeah. 
but it's not really been shown to be sure. in the data to show me we'll cover that in the uti episode oh yeah we'll cover that okay. in uta <laughs> <laughs> now storage and expiration on the condoms right so they need to be stored in a cool and dry place out of direct sunlight as excessive heat will actually weaken the latex however latex condoms can probably be carried for convenience um, in a wallet for up to a month okay one month people not years don't pull out that crusty condom <laughs> know, it's like gross. oh like melded into itself or you Got can't even open in college it. at the uh <laughs> at the, i don't know the, wherever they kept them know, it's health like, the health clinic on the counter or something mm-hmm. oh yeah they probably still have it in the wallet i'm sure yeah no i'm pretty sure that's not gonna function <laughs> well now when you look at it um it's not recommended to use after that expiration date or five years after the manufacture date depending on whatever is printed on there okay um five years is the limit after the manufacture date and then five year um if it's expired already, obviously don't use it. So, but yeah, don't, <laughs> don't store them in your wallet for years. Just replace them. They're cheap. Come on. All right. So now that we're kind of coming to the end, I was, I said I would mention female condoms. Okay. So there are, there is such thing as a female condom and it's exactly like what you would imagine. It goes inside the female, right? Okay. So it's kind of like a long sheath, usually made of nitrile. Um, it goes in the vagina, the closed end, it's like a closed end and an open end, right? Yeah. The closed end has kind of a ring like structure that you can bend it and insert it into the vagina okay. to get it back there. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of, it just is inside the, it covers yeah. the inside of the vagina. Okay. That's basically what it does. We can maybe find a picture of this Similar too. to like a, what a diaphragm would have been. But it, but it's not, but the diaphragm is just the disc itself, yeah. right? So that just sure. goes in there. But the female condom is... Has like a tube? It's like a long, okay. it's like a long tube, but it's real flexible, sure. like a condom, right? Is it complicated to use? It's not complicated to use. Okay. It's just not that popular, yeah. right? So there are two brands, and I double-checked this with my good friend Casey, the pharmacist, um, in the system to make sure in my system, all I could find and look up were two brands of female condoms, which is FC two and reality. I have prescribed the FC two condoms before, um, for patients, for females who they like the condom idea, but they don't want to have to rely on the guy to get it right. Right. You know, um, so they like to do it themselves. It is, they do exist. They're just not as popular. Mm-hmm. They're probably harder to store and to get yeah. and obtain. You do have to have a prescription for them, so they're okay. not just out there and available for yeah. anyone to get. So you do have to have a prescription for it. Um, and it has a higher failure rate. Okay. So it's not as good. But if you're trying to prevent STIs, it's probably it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, pregnancy-wise, it's just not as good as the other ones. It's about a 21% failure rate or pregnancy rate. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So not as good for sure. that. So that is the condom. That was a lot of information. 101. Yeah. Did you like that? I did. <laughs> did you learn some new stuff with condoms? I did. <laughs> Mostly I'm still I'm still fixated on what people use as lubricants. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure people use probably anything they can get their hands on mm-hmm. as a lubricant. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't irritate them. Well, yeah. if it does irritate them, that's the only time they'll ever use it. And yeah. then they'll move on to something else. But. Okay. Yeah, as long as it's Well, safe. folks, there we have it. <laughs> Condoms 101, done. <laughs> That's it for today. Thanks again for tuning in. We have been loving all the feedback and questions we are receiving. Please keep them coming. And don't forget, if you want to leave us a voice message, you can go to the link at the bottom of the description in the episode. You may even hear your question or comment in the show. 
And remember to subscribe so you'll be the first to know every time we release a new episode. We are so grateful for all the downloads, rates, and reviews. These help to drive our podcast up in the rankings, and they make it easier for others to find us. If you have an interesting idea or question you want answered on the podcast, just send us an email at titstotoespodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram at from tits to toes. And remember, keep your tits up and your toes down. <laughs>